All right. It's time for the May 25th, 2012 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And Mahler's been having a great time. He seems to really... He's, <laughs> hey, Mahler! Uh, you know what I... Yeah! Yeah! Oh no! <laughs> what? Oh, no. oh, I can't see. I, I can't, what, what's he doing? Can I, I don't know if I can talk about oh. these kind of things on radio. Oh. I, you know, I really do. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Well, it, it, it serves I, you right, Mahler. <laughs> it serves you right. Yeah. He's been chewing on. Yeah. He chews on blankets around here. Oh. He chews and chews and chews yeah. and chews and yeah. chews. Yeah. And then, it, it you know. He swallows yeah. the individual threads. threads. Yeah. And then, oh, then there's they issues. have to pass yes. through the system. Yes. Oh, well, I see. you know, I, I pulled about a three foot strand oh. out of his anus the other day. Oh. Yeah. Mahler. And he was making a very strange look. Well, you know, his eyes were very <laughs> round when I did that. And he was serious, though. Yeah. He was focused. <laughs> I bet he was. Yeah. Nothing that I know of will focus you more uh-huh. clearly than having something. But, uh, but enough yes. about excretion. Yeah. yeah. In well, the international the, news, yeah. Mike? Yeah, yes. In uh, Windsor, Ontario. Mm-hmm. That's up north in okay. the great country they call Canada. Mm-hmm. A thief suspected of swallowing a 1.7 carat diamond excreted a cubic zirconia. He was in jail. Yeah. He thought he had a diamond. He thought he had a diamond. He, okay. he had cubic zirconia. Oh. Yeah. All that for that. Yeah. I mean, if you had told me. That he had swallowed a lump of coal, yeah. and excreted a diamond. That I'd would be, be something. I, I'd be impressed. Be I'd, be, would, I'd be, I'd <laughs> be trying it myself. Yeah, who wouldn't? Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Wow. Well, that's, go down that's, to the jewelry exchange. Where did you get him. that diamond? Well, I'd rather not say. <laughs> and you'd rather not know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two top lawmakers warned Pakistan over the sentencing of a doctor who ran a fake vaccination campaign to help the CIA locate Osama bin Laden. Oh, yeah. That's a story. Yeah. That's a real story. That's a story. Not, 30, 33 years in jail? Stuff, yeah, no. But no. this is... Enough of the body function. Yeah, we, yeah. we got we got Pakistan going yeah. on here in a big way. You think they were kind of sending a signal to us on this one? Yeah. You think they were kind of... Well, we're sent, the signals are flying here. <laughs> yeah, they are. The doctor, Shaquille Afridi, yeah. was sentenced to 30 years in prison years. for setting up the uh, vaccination effort in, a, in an attempt to get DNA from the bin Laden family. To confirm that he was, in fact, right. a he was, loser. Yeah. He was, like, scraping stuff off their skin. Uh, like, Come on in. <laughs> Let me give you a shot. Oh, and by the way. Uh, uh, wow. Well, uh, 30 years, yeah, for, for running a fake, okay, fake yeah. program. Meanwhile. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Senators John McCain and uh, that would be Arizona. Arizona. Senator. And Carl Levin of Michigan, mm-hmm. the ranking members of the Senate Armed Services Committee. No Very less. powerful committee. Yeah. Said Afridi, mm-hmm. the uh, the doctor who ran the ring, mm-hmm. his imprisonment could diminish Congress's willingness to provide financial assistance to Pakistan. Yeah. In other words, you put this guy in jail, we might cut off funding yeah. for your what? Well, for the three or four billion dollars we give them every year for the military thing. aid, yeah, military, yeah, stuff. that's exactly, Super. and that's what armed service, yeah. Well, you know, it's a, a can I say it's a 
urinating match. Can I say that on the air? There, pissing match. Yeah, it's How a, okay, it's a pissing, pissing match. Yeah, yeah uh, here between once again between uh, Pakistan and United States. We know them. You we can't love call them. It a pooping match. Yeah, no, you can't say that. Mm-mm. We it's a kind of a love hate relationship we have with the Pakistanis now. We love to hate them, and they hate to love us. So uh, uh, there you go. It could turn into a uh, poop storm. It could turn into a poop storm. (laughs) (laughs) NATO leaders approved a deal for a military transition in Afghanistan. So they're all in favor of, of, I guess, you know, who knows how how this thing works. Well, it's a matter of diplomacy right now and who looks good. Yeah. And and again, it's important for people to remember Realize, remember that uh, that officially Afghanistan is a NATO operation. Yeah. Yeah. It's not officially a United States operation, even though we constitute the vast majority of the arms, armed forces, and the military equipment, and all the rest of it. There is uh, there. It is still a NATO operation. I was just reading an article, which reminds me, uh-huh. an article about NATO and how NATO has gone from uh, an organization to protect Western Europe from the Soviets, uh-huh. right? And and over time, it's evolved as it has here in in Afghanistan into kind of a catch-all. If the United States really wants to do something around the world and it needs some kind of political cover, it calls it a NATO operation. And they bring in a few troops from Germany and and Holland and, and others, and then it's suddenly an international effort. As kind opposed of a to, coalition of the willing with seniority. With seniority, yeah. exactly. And just, just to kind of put a, a, a little bit more of a frame on this, uh, NATO reaches, just reached a deal with a military contractor, Northrop Grumman, for $1.7 billion fleet of new drones. Oh. So NATO, not NATO, us, yeah. NATO is buying a bunch of drones now. and they From seem, us, essentially. Yeah, from us. From, because we support and give vast contracts to the military and right. research and development funds, which enables them to produce these drones. This is, this is all part of the spin cycle uh, you know, that we know as the military establishment. So I'm just throwing it out there just to keep your ear to the ground on increasing involvement of NATO into world affairs, uh, really just a guise for the United States to do what it wants to do, I believe. So. Now, they say it, within this agreement, too, of NATO pulling out of Afghanistan mm-hmm. that NATO would withdraw its combat troops by 2014 but leave thousands behind in a training and advisory role. Yeah. And you know where that gets you. Yeah. Yeah. That means that, yeah, if something gets really ugly. Another war. Another, we, we're yeah. there. We're already there. So, yeah. Hackers mm-hmm. associated with the well-known hacktivist group Anonymous. Yes. Yeah. Have released a massive cache of data. That would be 1.7 gigabytes. They say was obtained when they hacked a website belonging to the U.S. Department of Justice. Oh, Really? Yeah. What's do they? So they have a lot of uh, info yeah. regarding the Department of Justice and what they said as they released this. I'm sure people are pouring over it as I speak. Yes, yes. We're releasing data to spread information to allow the people to be heard and to know the corruption in their government. The hackers said mm. we are releasing it to end the corruption that exists and truly make those who are being oppressed free. Huh. So they have nice intentions. Who knows yeah. how that all will pan would, out? I don't know the answer to this. I don't know how they're how different they are from WikiLeaks. Are they are affiliated? Who? Oh no, no, no. anonymous. These, they're not. No, no. Okay. I mean, they may be very closely, uh, you know, joined. Mm. I, I don't. Well, I, I don't wouldn't. Know. But but no, we don't want to say this. These are these are uh, okay. 
All right. These are hackers. These are hackers. These are hacktivists. Uh, okay, hacktivists. Okay. And, and WikiLeaks is, is I mean, uh, Anonymous might at one point in time give WikiLeaks some information. Yeah. WikiLeaks simply yeah. posts the information, makes it available, and right. puts it into the format that right. we all can enjoy. Julian Assange has made the case that he is a journalist or yeah. that his WikiLeaks is, in fact— an aggregate site for yeah. for people to you have the information. We'll make it available to people, and we'll pursue information right. however we can. Right. But we're not the ones who are hacking. Right, and that's okay. Yeah, it's kind of like the Huffington Post for the WikiLeaks is kind of a Huffington Post for for hackers. That's what you need. To I get need your that. Head around I it. need to wrap it around that way. Okay. So yeah, okay. protests that began in opposition to tuition fees in Canada. So look out! Uh, oh, this University is huge? of California. Yeah, how many did you did you see the numbers of that have been turning out for this? Yeah, uh, hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Anyway, they exploded into a political crisis. Yeah. Exploded is kind of a, a loaded loaded word. Yeah. word there, but it's it's uh, advanced mm-hmm. into a political crisis with a massive arrest of hundreds of demonstrators amid a backlash against draconian emergency laws. Yeah. More than 500 people were arrested in a demonstration in Montreal on Wednesday as protesters defied a controversial new law. That would be Bill 78. Oh, of course. That places restrictions on the right to demonstrate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have. So they're, yeah. yeah they're, ups- they're upset about tuition, but now they're trying to crack down on their being upset. And what makes all of that so transparent is these laws were enacted just as these org- as they organized these de- these protests. Yeah. It's not as if this has been on the books. We all were playing by these rules before. No, now they have 400. The, the number I got was 400,000 yeah. people were turning out for these demonstrations, massive demonstrations. And uh, and all of a sudden these new laws come into place. Well, you can't, you can't have banners. You can't do this. There's a bunch of restrictions mm-hmm. that would make it. While it wouldn't keep them from being in the streets, it makes it uh, much more difficult to do that. And uh, You have the yeah. uh, Arab Spring. Yeah. You have the Canadian winter. You have the Canadian winter. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there you go. In Quebec City, police arrested 176 people under the provision of the new law. Yeah. Demonstrates, uh, demonstrators have been gathering in Montreal for just over 100 days to oppose tuition increases. Yeah, and that's another thing. The uh, Canadians uh, in the last big election uh, elected a more, much more conservative slate of uh, legislators than they have had in the past. Huh. And as, I don't know if this, how much of a reaction that all of this is to that. But and they got into the austerity business. Yeah. The Canadians, like the rest of the world, cutting back government services. And um, well, I don't mind austerity. It depends on what you're cutting. Where that well, we should be being austere to the bastards in Wall Street, yeah. not to the people who are hard put to yeah. put food on the Food on the table, table. Had, or get yeah. their kids an education. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. So let's be austere in the right places. Yep. Yep. Uh, this summer, Mike, mm-hmm. at the largest urban mall in Europe, mm-hmm. visitors may notice something different. And what would that be? At their feet. Mm. 20 bright green rubber tiles. Oh, okay. Isn't that exciting? That is very exciting. They will adorn one of the outdoor walkways at Westfield Statford City Mall, which abuts 
the new Olympic Stadium in East London. Ah. So what's the deal? The squares aren't just ornamental. They are designed to collect the kinetic energy created by the estimated 40 million pedestrians who will use that walkway in a year, generating several hundred kilowatt hours of electricity from their footsteps. Wow. Yeah. That's enough to power half the mall's outdoor lighting, which is, you know, that's substantial, really, if you think about Wow. A, a mall and the amount of light they usually put into those uh, Olympic areas. They're like 17 by 23 inches, and they're designed to be used any place where there's huh. a lot of people, like trains, subway, bus stations, airports, schools, malls, and shopping areas. So South Coast Plaza could, if it carried to, invest in something like this. And just simply by us being there and walking... Huh. We'd be generating electricity. That's amazing. I mean, that's uh, wow. That's a that's a great story. Yeah. I mean, so it can. It doesn't. It's not going to you know boost up major electrical. It, you know, it's not going to run your washer and dryer in a in a major area. Yeah. It won't run a laundromat if you put them down on the floor there. But it will do uh, signs, digital ads, Wi-Fi zones, all the kind of the lower key yeah. electrical uses. And if you know, in the future. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, places like, you know, Tokyo or uh, Hong Kong or Peking, where yeah. you, you talk about kinetic energy. Yeah. I mean, you could. Okay, well, that's Which, that's a great story. You got any exciting international news? Oh, gosh. Always, always. Anybody die? Nobody. Nobody nothing. died? I don't mean like, you know, yeah, one I mean, person, but hundreds in like, a bomb blast. Like you were hoping somewhere. that someone had died or anything. I know. No. No. You know, I mean, invariably, there'll be a car bomb. Well, I, I guess the 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 big news uh, was uh, this week was the Egyptian presidential election. Yeah, and and uh, I don't have the results because they're not all in yet. Uh huh. But um, the Islamic Brotherhood candidate, and don't ask me to say his name, came out with the plurality of votes, and then the second place, it's it's a toss up between a more progressive, quote unquote, liberal candidate and the former. Um, uh, prime Minister of the uh, Mubarak campaign. So there's a kind of a a, a, a race for second place, mm-hmm. and the importance of that is is if the former Mubarak official is the second place winner, there's speculation there'll be more demonstrations in Tahiri Square because the fear is that we're going backwards uh-huh. as opposed to moving forward. And, and Well, the Islamic Brotherhood isn't really a, a good thing. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but they were the ones who've been the most organized of all, yeah. all of all of the political parties. And no, they do not, is my understanding, they don't enjoy a majority support in the country. But under the rules of the election, they could end up yeah. end up running the country. And uh, again, there's will be a backlash. So this is a work in progress, but it at the same time, because they are ho- holding open presidential elections for the first time in decades, that's a good thing. But the choices they have, as often the case here in the United States, uh-huh. are pretty limited and um, not very uh, exciting in, in terms of real change. Um, so... Well, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is one step forward or two step forwards, one step back kind of approach. Um, The Atomic Energy uh, Agency um, oversight, uh, UN. uh, I'm sorry, let me start over. And UN top nuclear oversight official uh, has arrived in Tehran for talks with the Iranian government. Uh, The International Atomic Agency chief Yukiya. 
Amano. <laughs> I'm saying that right. Believe me. Yukio uh, Amano uh, comes ahead of the key summit between Baghdad and Iran and world powers, including the United States this week, uh, to discuss the framework for an ongoing uh, agreement on nuclear um, uh, the building of nuclear sites in the in Iran, whether yeah. or not whether or not they're going to be for power or for construction of a nuclear bomb. So there are ongoing talks. They seem to be making some progress in Iran, and it may and will hopefully avoid a conflict with the Iranians and probably the Israelis. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Israelis have openly said, "Look, if they if they are making a bomb, we're going to attack them." And anyway. A lot of saber rattling going uh, yeah, on that's down right. there. That's right. That's it. That's so all, 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 all we have to do is have one mistake within the diplomatic process. Oh, like, I like somebody mispronounced somebody's name. Yeah. And yeah. the next thing you know. Yeah. It's kind of the... Uh, Hell broke loose. Yeah. It's kind of the uh, Sylvania, you know, uh, President Firefly in, in Duck Soup. You say that his name, the Sylvanian uh-huh. ambassador's name the wrong way and... It's off to war. A Zimbabwean senator named Morgan Femey mm-hmm. from the Opposition Movement for Democratic Change gave a bizarre misogynist speech at an African HIV AIDS conference. Oh, where is he from again? I'm sorry. He's from Zimbabwe. Okay. As a Bobwayan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he proposed that his country's AIDS health emergency can be solved by mandating that women must be ugly and unbathed and be subject to genital mutilation. Sounds reasonable. It, yeah, uh, and get to the bad part here. So, so He also gave an interview in which he stated that women have got more moisture in their organs as compared to men, so mm. there is a need to research on how to deal with that moisture because it is conductive uh, for bacterial breeding. Oh. Conduct. Yeah. Conducive. Conducive, okay. Yeah. There's an extra letter there. Oh, okay. So it, it, it's conducive to... There should be a way to suck out that moisture. That's what he said. Well, I'm not going to go there. Women should not also not bathe because that is what has caused all these problems. They shouldn't bathe. They should not because they're, they're, all, they got, they're getting more moisture when they're oh, bathing. When they, when they bathe, they yeah. get more... Oh, yeah. I see. And these then... are the type of people out there in the world, Mike, yeah. that actually run countries. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. what was his... A senator. A senator. A senator yeah. from Zimbabwe. Yeah. It kind of sounds like some senators we have here. Well, I yeah. was going to go there, too. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I think there, there are people here in the United States who, uh, who are just as ignorant and who are, have actual power, so... Yeah. Wow. Femay added that if women dressed in shabby clothes and were uglier, then men would not be drawn to have sex with them. Femay also proposed that Zimbabwean women should be circumcised. Huh. I got an idea. <clears throat> why, don't we, why don't we mutilate the faces of men so women won't want to have sex with them? Could be. Or just cut off their dicks. Or cut off their <laughs> Or do that. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that would solve the problem. Yeah. yeah, that was, yeah not yours, oh. Baller. Don't worry. <laughs> no. yeah, that's okay. Whoa. That's what that's what I like. A problem solver. Nathan yeah. Callahan, problem solver. Yeah, mm, there you go. <laughs> I hope they didn't light up the FCC board. Uh, Turkey declared that a European bee eater. Yeah. A what? Turkey. If a, you're in Turkey. Yeah. You know the and, country. Yeah, and you eat. And, and there's a there's a European bee eater over there, which is a bird. Oh, okay. It's a I bird. People were eating. And the people bees. there in Turkey declared that this bird, who has larger than normal nostrils and they discovered this bird in the uh Gazian Steppe province mm-hmm. it was not 
the country said it was not, as locals initially suspected, an Israeli spy. Oh, my God. They thought it was an Israeli spy. Now, hear me out on this. The bird had caught the attention of locals because it was was wearing a ring around its leg with the inscription Israel Tel Aviv. Yeah. And the number C43917. I don't know what that means. They figured it was a spy number, though. Mm. And the bee eater, the bird's left nostril, was much larger than other and big other birds. Yeah. And uh, big enough to hide spy equipment. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, that's... And you know, they have those little drones that look very much like these birds, too. So we're going to perhaps see a uptick yeah. in bird arrests. <laughs> bird, uh, the uh, the indefinite detaining of birds, is yeah. that what you're telling uh-huh. me? Yeah. Now, I, I know that uh, that uh, they have drones to size. They say the size of uh, um, small birds. What what I'm trying to think? Hummingbirds. They have. Sa- I've think? heard they I they, don't know, Mike. they have said. I've heard this uh-huh. from somebody. What am I trying to think? No, no. I'm 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 just trying to remember the right. bird hummingbirds. They say that they have drones the size of hummingbirds. Yes. They're able to go into rooms. We've had Absolutely. we've done the story. Yeah. Uh-huh. So so exactly. So we're so be swatting everything that comes into who, who suspected into, this bird of being yeah. a spy. Yeah. Might have actually seen that YouTube video that showed a. It was going inside of a warehouse space and flapping around, and yeah. somebody had the controls to this uh, spy drone that looked like a bird. It yeah. was designed to look like a bird, yeah. disguised as a bird, yeah. flapping around flapping in around. areas that you could glean information from. Well, let me just say, I, I, I don't think you should dismiss the idea or the, the fact that that Weekly Signals is huge in Turkey. And... I mean, I get fan mail from Ankara all mm-hmm. the time, so they may have heard this. Instead of seeing it on YouTube, they have actually heard it uh, via mm-hmm. weekly signals. That is why also they're building an aviary at Guantanamo. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. The Birmingham National Sea Life Center in England reported that a shark named Florence became a vegetarian following surgery three years ago to remove a rusty hook. The shark became a vegetarian. <laughs> I would. Yeah. We're hap- well, you would. You're well, not a shark. But I, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I mean, I'm saying if I bit on something, this whole no, evolutionary. If I bit you know, on something and a hook lodged brain. in my in my throat, and it was because I was trying. I was in the pursuit yeah, of you would, carnivores. But this is a shark. Okay, that's the point. Uh, okay, well, you would. But I look, the shark that. has a large brain, as I understand it. And okay. <laughs> We're having to hide pieces of fish inside celery sticks there. That's oh. what this guy said. Yeah. Graham Burroughs, who's a curator, hollowed out cucumbers. They're having to put fish inside of hollowed who, out cucumbers. Who hasn't done that? And between the leaves of lettuce to get the shark to eat them, to well, eat the fish. He's not a vegetarian. He's averse to an experience that he had the last time he tried to eat fish. Well, he's only eating vegetables. Well, that's pretty much yeah, it. I get, yeah. Okay, all right. That would make him a vegetarian. It's Whatever reason, I would say a lot of people right. I know are vegetarians because of an adverse Reaction. Reaction, yeah. yeah. Okay. We wouldn't want her to be an embarrassment to other flesh-eating sharks in the ocean tank, yeah. he added. Yeah. An embarrassment. Sure, sure there is. As if the other sharks are kind of, you know, backing away. Uh, <laughs> Florence was her name. Okay. Uh, shall we go domestic? Why not? Shall we go domestic? All right. I guess not. Come on, Mueller. <laughs> come on. What a fussy boy you are. Listen, I'm going to come over and pull that thread out of your butt if you, if you don't stop it. Stop it now. 
Oh, oh, all right, geez. all right. Investors launched a class action lawsuit against Facebook. Facebook in the news. This yeah. is crazy stuff. Oh, well. Morgan Stanley was also involved in other banks that underwrote the, the tech giant's public offering. <laughs> tech giant. That would be Facebook. Claiming the companies misstated facts and concealed relevant information about Facebook's financial prospects. Now, this is getting kind of crazed here. Now, oh, it's, it's absolutely predictable in some level. Yeah. Go ahead. Plaintiffs say they have lost more than $2.5 billion as Facebook's shares plunged in the days after the company went public. It was supposed to take off. An IPO, an initial public offering, yeah. the whole purpose of those is, is to raise lots is of money. To, you start off going $5 a share, $25 a share, and at the end of the day you make 100 Well, they, I think, lost a quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, 25 cents or so on the share. So that's a huge failure for, yeah. uh, for yeah. an initial public offering. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Again, this is this is what is exactly wrong with the financial system. This is another two examples in the last two weeks of things that are absolutely wrong, and that the legislation that was proposed may have had some effect, good effect on this. However, because it's been gutted and it's been delayed and yeah. it's been regulated to death and starved of money, nothing is happening. But here you had uh, 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 Morgan Chase. I'm Morgan sorry. Stanley. Morgan Stanley, and then you had Chase. Sorry, Chase was the one who lost two, four, five billion dollars on some crazy derivative trading that they were doing, uh-huh. unregulated. The, the, and the Reform Act basically lets derivatives trading continue as it has, but it, they lost two or four billion dollars, and now they're scrambling to say we were stupid and all the rest of it. And in fact, in fact, they they. There, it's it's a structural, it's an institutional issue. It's not just the stupidity on the part of Chase. There's one example. And the second one was that uh, this IPO offering was rigged from the beginning. They had insider trading. People knew on the inside that it wasn't going to be a big hit. So what did J.P. Morgan start doing? Or Morgan, yeah, they started betting against it, even though they were putting it up as an offering. Yeah. So they knew it, and they were making all their money on the deal. They made tens of billions of dollars just on the fact that they handle this transaction. And you shouldn't be able to vote against, uh, you know, and, bet and against the stock. They, yeah. That they type made, of speculation yeah. is something that would have been taken care of if we'd have had proper uh, legislation or That's right. regulations imposed on the financial yeah. interest. As, as an institution, they uh, made money on the deal. They were going to make money no matter yeah. what happened to it, and they knew it was probably going to fail. So they bet against it. So they made money on both ends, and it's exactly what's wrong. It's a casino where the house always wins now. It's become a casino where you're going to lose if you get into it because now there's yeah. another whole thing. Well, they knew that the ads weren't going well for That's Facebook. Right. They That's had right. the information that right. Facebook wasn't generating enough money in its ads to really sustain any sort of growth over the long term in the stock market. Right. At, at least that's what they thought. Yeah. But the whole thing is just garbage anyway yeah. when you consider what facebook is and you consider w- what news is and you consider yeah. what you know finances are they should be well this thing we, is we need regulations to to yeah. to make it fair for everyone involved when it becomes unfair when someone can't even invest in a company without getting screwed yeah initially 
then there's something really, really wrong with, with the way the game's played. Yeah. Where it, it, nobody's saying that you don't need rules in baseball or football. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Just, you know, in, in general, and plenty of cheating goes on there, but at least you need some ground rules in there to have something go without regulations or have such uh, easy regulations that allows for this kind of cheating. Yeah. is preposterous. Can you imagine if Congress put the same amount of energy they did in going after Morgan Stanley as they do going after Pete Rose? Or, or Roger Clemens. Or Roger Clemens, yeah. Or, I mean, steroids in baseball is a congressional investigation, really? Yeah. I mean... Well, yeah, and I'm just suggesting yeah. they put in that kind of you know indignant energy yeah. that they did against uh, Clemens and, and, yeah. and others... In, into going after Morgan Stanley and, and Facebook, for yeah. that matter, too. I, just check out Matt Tahibi's uh, latest article in Rolling Stone for a, a great overview of what happened to the Glass-Steagall and the Reform Act and all the rest of it and what continues to happen to this day. And there's two more examples Matt of what. T-I-A-B-B-I. Yeah, at Rolling Stone. Yeah. So I, I, anyway, yeah. Hewlett Packard announced a new round of job cuts amid declining profits. They said they would slash 27,000 jobs. That's 8% of their workforce. Yeah. That's not a good good news for Mr. Obama in his election year. No, it's not. Yeah. And, that's a, and that's a sector that's been generally doing pretty well of late. Yeah. Uh, but not, not Hewlett-Packard. A House-Senate panel voted to extend a controversial provision of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act mm-hmm. that is set to expire at the end of this year. The Obama administration sought to renew its expanded authority to monitor phone calls and emails inside the U.S. if one person involved is abroad, and the targets are foreigners believed to be outside the country. So there's a lot of so they, know, if ifs and as far as who they can go after. But it sounds like anything international is is under suspicion. So they got the approval of that of, of that. Well, they they voted to extend Extended, the provision. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The vote by the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence comes shortly after news that the U.S. Supreme Court will consider whether a group of activists, journalists, and lawyers represented by the American Civil Liberties Union have the legal right to challenge the U.S. government's surveillance practices. So this is all—we're yeah. we're coming down to a, yeah. to a point, a tipping point, as far as surveillance procedures go within the country. The Supreme Court's going to rule yeah. we're—, uh, we're We've been approved to have more surveillance, and whether or not journalists who who are who's the bedrock of what they do is protecting sources, the ability to get information from people that uh, uh, in any any place in the world will be uh, actually impacted to the point where it won't matter anymore. Yeah. Yep. Well, now among the plaintiffs are lawyers representing prisoners held at Guantanamo Bay. Mm-hmm. They're afraid that their phone calls are all going to be monitored. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of people, too. Just uh, There's anybody who's organizing a protest, who yeah. happens to place an overseas call. Yeah. Uh, eh, yeah. Given, given what, what can be done online and on your phone, and there you are with an iPad. There I am. Just kind of laying it all out for them. Yeah. Putting I, the information down. I dare letting them. Letting them know where you are. I dare them to arrest me. That's what I'm saying. I dare you. The head of NASA has hailed a new era, mm. speaking of new eras, mm-hmm. in exploration after the launch of the first cargo delivery to, the space station, to a space station by a private company. 
So we got a space station up there. Yeah. And a private country country has launched uh, a rocket up there, and they're going to dock. Yeah. They're in the process of doing that right now. They're drawing near to the space station. They're going to dock. It's private enterprise in outer space, and it's a uh, beginning of a new era in space exploration, according to NASA's administrator, Charles Bolden. Mm -hmm. The significance of this day cannot be overstated, he said. Mm -hmm. And I believe he is right. I do, too. I Just on my way in, I heard that the uh, this private enterprise operation, uh, they snagged the dragon. And Ooh. that's not, that's not slang for something else. They, they actually, there is a, uh, they, they, apparently they, they were able to capture one of the, uh, vessels, one of the booster rockets and, oh. and, and have brought it back to wherever it's supposed to snagging go. Snagging the dragon. They snagging the dragon. Yeah. The, that's what the kids are calling it today uh, any any uh, election news you'd like to go over because oh, you like that kind of stuff i do like that sort of thing a republican super PAC reportedly planning to label barack obama a metrosexual black abe lincoln they were doing this a <laughs> metrosexual black is that another abe way of lincoln. calling him gay is that a what super, they're... this is a super PAC. Too. yeah well metrosexual Metro. Oh, that's so old. That is. that is like 10 years we are ago. so well 20 years really yeah, i think yeah. i mean close to it yeah we are so beyond metrosexual. We are so beyond metrosexual now. <laughs> Jesus. All right. No. Black Abe Lincoln. Just, well, yeah, gee, that's a slap in the face. Abe Lincoln. Yeah. Well, he was a Republican. Spies. They're they're calling they're trying to they're run calling. down Republicans. They've gotten so desperate they're actually going after their their own. Wow. Well, they need to get the word sexual in there. Yeah, well that's and they, true. And they don't well, want to get too heavy and well, call them bisexual or <laughs> worse yet. Homosexual. Well, what was the cover Calling of- him heterosexual wouldn't help. No, that wouldn't help. What do we call him? <laughs> what can we do? Metrosexual, Something I guess. that's vaguely, yeah. kind of amorphously gay is <laughs> metrosexual. Um, In other words, he has kind of a, a style about him. Yes. It's, yes. He has yeah. a style. Yeah. And that's, it, is that a code yeah. word for gay, yeah. though? I mean, who knows? Abe Lincoln wearing Donna Karen. <laughs> yeah. What about him on the cover of Newsweek, the, the first gay president? I mean, really? This is uh, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, just the the one political I I see political. Uh, dozens of Catholic institutions have filed a, a lawsuit against the Obama administration over the federal health care rules requiring employees, employers, I'm right, to uh, provide contraception coverage to the em, employees. Yeah. Um, the University of Notre Dame, Catholic University of America, the Archdiocese of New York uh, have filed. Um, a lawsuit against them saying that this impedes their religious, their ability to practice their religion, mm-hmm. being forced to to provide contraception as part of a health care uh, package. Well, that's and, such, you know, a minor thing of what would happen. And if their practitioners actually believed what it is that they were preaching, that would never even come up. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. you, if you were a Catholic, yeah. it's just part of the things that they have to be insured for, but you could decline that. Yeah, sure, except except yeah. that by by studies, ninety eight percent of Catholic women mm-hmm. use birth control, so it's not working too yeah. well for them to uh, you know to say that they're protecting their their flock from contraception. The NAACP's board of directors voted to endorse same sex marriage rights. Yeah, that's, that's you go girl. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> go girl. <laughs> well, that went. That's kind of in the same category as metrosexual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, well, you know, that's good. And, of course, it has all sorts of implications for the for the election. 
Uh, yeah. they, they, uh, Obama needs an enthusiastic turnout from black voters to help win re-election. That's no secret. Mm-hmm. But, and he's angered some African-American pastors with his announcement uh, that he believes gays and lesbians should have the right to be married. So this is a kind of a come-back-at-you move by the NAACP yeah. endorsing same-sex marriage. Yeah. Here's an interesting uh, fact for you, just to mull over. In 1958, the Gallup poll asked Americans whether they approved or disapproved of marriage between blacks and whites. Yeah. The response was overwhelmingly 94% opposed to marriage between blacks and whites. 94% opposed in 1958. It's not, I mean, you know, if you were born in 1990, it seems like a a century ago. However, in the the evolution of a country and, and politics, it's not that long ago. The people who were around then are, are, are voting now in more than a lot of other demographics. Yeah. And, and, and yet, yeah. 94%, I'd say that figure has gone down quite a bit. Yeah, I would opposed say. opposed to a marriage between a, a, a interracial marriage. Yeah. And, and, and the attitudes toward gays and lesbians have changed so much in the last 10 years that half or more now agree that being gay is morally acceptable. And that would have been yeah. absurd during 1958. I don't know if you'd yeah. <laughs> have anybody, even <laughs> gay people, to say it was morally acceptable. It, it's, it's, become, it's become a <clears throat> tidal wave uh, in, in some ways yeah. of uh, change, in uh, seismic, whatever you, yeah. however you want to say it, in t- terms of perception of if people who, are, who love one another want to be together, yeah. whether it's interracial or sexual or whatever yeah. it's... Um, I got, I got, yeah, go ahead. Well, just a, just okay. one quick little rejoinder to that, and, and uh, there was a Supreme Court case, Love versus the uh, state of uh, North Carolina, mm-hmm. in which a couple was imprisoned, an interracial couple. It was a black woman and a white man got married. Yeah. And this wasn't that long ago. This was in the 60s that this case was finally decided, that it was okay for them. So that's just another kind of milestone in terms of the progress in this country. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, we've progressed. We yeah, have progressed. There are, there are things the point. that yeah. have gotten better. Yeah. And I don't know that laws are necessarily the things that drive us forward. It's, I, it's, I, it's will and grace. Will and grace have helped. <laughs> I'm just it's, saying. Like it is that. part it, of popular is, culture. Is, I think that's yeah, the point. It's, it's art and culture yeah, and, yeah. and just people using their brains and reacting to where they are. And, and I, I think we, are, we know gay people now. People in our families are gay. Well, they they were before. They but, were, but, but I think it was our, a different. You know, they were more, much more ostracized. Now uh, they I were think confirmed bachelors. They were confirmed the the crazy uncle. Yeah, yeah. A local story, Mike. Yeah. Federal mm-hmm. authorities spent several hours recovering more than 160 bales of marijuana found floating in the Pacific Ocean off Orange County. Where what? 160 when, huh? bales floating. A flotilla of official boats eventually hauled in more than 8,000 pounds of dope, floating dope, and unloaded it at Dana Port Harbor. The bales were found bobbing in the water about 13 miles from shore with no vessel nearby. As far as I know, they haven't found any reason for this. Okay. My, my guess, it was, it was a, 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 a ploy mm. because they had the good dope. Ah, 
somewhere else. Uh-huh. And then they just got the they you know the, the ditch weed. Yeah, they, they got they 160 the, bales of ditch weed. Yeah, they put it off the coast. The stems and seeds. Yeah, the yeah. stems and seed. <laughs> and and this gives the is the sheriff's department something to jump up about. Yeah, jump up and down about and go. Yeah, we got them. We got a hundred street value at 20 million dollars. Yeah, if you roll it all in a joint and <laughs> sell them individually, but nevertheless. We got that, yeah. $20 million worth of ste- yeah. stems here, and yeah. I know I know we can make tea out of it. I'm uh-huh. sorry. Anyway. But meanwhile, the OG Kush is it, just fine. It's, just, uh-huh. it's rolling into it town. Rolling into San Pedro. <laughs> Nobody even noticed. Oh, uh, my gosh. Have any other Yeah, I do have bits? one, and this kind of goes back to what uh, we were talking about um, earlier. New research shows that half of the people – falsely convicted of a serious crime in the United States in recent decades are African-American. Yeah. An archive assembled by a law school researcher at the University of Michigan and Northwestern University revealed that more than 2,000 yeah, 2, people who were falsely convicted of serious crimes uh, have been exonerated in the past 23 years, and half of them were African-American. Now, I don't know if that's because... It's disproportionately sentenced to jail, and now we know. But it says something about the judicial system and the and the law enforcement system yeah. that that's the case. And the class system. Yeah, that, in the class system. You're right. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, uh, there's a number of factors. It's not entirely racial, but it does point to some serious institutional <laughs> problems. Well, well like any, any business, it's easy. It's yeah. easy to arrest a black man yeah. rather and than a white man. Yeah, and get him convicted. And let's face it, I mean, juries are more likely, to, obviously more likely to convict yeah. with flimsy evidence. Apparently, there yeah. was not a lot of evidence to, to, to have these people imprisoned. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. And finally? Yeah. The oh, estate well. of Hungarian Baron Joseph de Bisk de Brogni. Hmm. You remember him. Oh, of you? course. Yeah, yeah. It was it put up for auction a pair of silk bloomers said to have been left on an airplane by Queen Elizabeth II during a 1968 visit to Chile. So you could go on uh, 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 bid yeah, on, on in her this bloomers. auction on her bloomers, yeah. The estate cannot confirm its provenance, said the eBay listing for the bloomers. Mm-hmm. It is the buyer's responsibility to do that on their own before bidding. Thank you.